Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Simon here, and welcome to this bite-sized episode. Each week, I take one specific lesson from one of my previous conversations and take a closer look. This week, it's about the importance of remembering to switch your brain computer off. John Kerwin is one of New Zealand's greatest ever rugby players. In fact, he's one of the world's best ever players, a flying winger back in the day who was one of the undoubted stars as the All Blacks won the first ever Rugby World Cup. But he also suffered with crippling depression and anxiety during his career. And in rebuilding his life, JK, as he likes to be called, learnt a plethora of valuable tools to help himself not just survive in life, but to really thrive. And it is now Sir John Kerwin after he was knighted for services to mental health. And his company, Mentimir, does really fantastic, groundbreaking work, in my opinion, on the mental health front in New Zealand and Australia. And they're going to be launching over here in the UK in the not too distant future, which is something definitely to be excited about. Now, JK was a boyhood hero of mine. So talking to him on the podcast was really cool. And we've stayed in touch since. And he's just the loveliest, really funny, humble, down-to-earth guy. And in our episode, he shared a piece of advice that I've passed on countless times since. It's just a fantastic analogy. But rather than me spoil it for you, let's hear it from the man himself. Here is Sir John Kerwin. If you think about the last time you've had a shower, most people in the shower are thinking about the past or the future, and I was no different. So 
what I decided was that I'm going to spend that three minutes or four minutes in the shower and I am just going to enjoy it for what it is, the hot water running over me and just live in the present. And that's how I started my journey back. And what I realized was that I need a daily mental health plan with a whole lot of those things. And because I went out and interviewed over 3,000 people and people were saying things to me like, JK, my mind's on a treadmill. How do I stop it? Right? And I said, what do you do when the computer craps out? You know, you ring the IT guy, Simon, when your computer craps out, what does he say? Turn it off and on again. <laughs> turn it off and turn it on again. And you know what? 99% of the time, that works, right? And what's happened is we get more inputs today than we had in a lifetime 100 years ago. So what we say is that you as a person need to switch that computer off and switch it back on five or six times a day. You need to do these certain things in your life that's going to recharge your battery, recharge your energy. And so what I, what I simply say is that five or six times a day, I'm unplugging the computer, man, and then replugging it back in. What I suggest to everyone listening is try a whole lot of different stuff, but have no judgment on it. For example, if you try meditation and it works for you, fantastic. If you try yoga and it works for you, fantastic. I'm an active relaxer. If I actively relax, so if I cook, then it's like meditation for me. Or I read. If I read, and it's like unplugging my computer. So if I'm doing something active, if I go for a walk, if I swim, if I do things like that, Right, So I've got a series of those things that I know that if I do those things, then I'm going to be disconnecting the brain. Unplug the mind for a few minutes. So Sir John Kerwin there, and I think his turn your computer off and on again analogy is just brilliant. Like he said, so many people feel like their mind is just on a treadmill. And as JK also said, we have more inputs now than ever before. Obviously, there are things like email, tablets, 24-hour news, which gravitates towards the negative and is clearly alarming, the blurred work and personal life boundaries. But most importantly, I would suggest is smartphones, the phones that we have within arm's reach pretty much all the time. And I went out for a drink with a friend of mine a week or two ago, and I asked him the question, when was the last time you were bored? And he genuinely couldn't answer that question. You might think, well, why would I want to be bored? But actually, it's really important to be bored because being bored is part of that opportunity of letting your mind and brain power down. But for the first time in human history, in the whole of human history, humans don't ever have to be bored. You don't ever have to be alone with your thoughts, alone with your feelings, because we have phones there the whole time, these distraction devices. So perhaps when we're in the queue waiting to get a coffee or waiting for a train, even, and I don't mean to be crude, even when we're on the toilet, we might just start scrolling through our phones. And we may feel that scrolling through social media, through Instagram, through Twitter, whatever, is us unwinding, unplugging, powering down, but it's really not. 
when you're scrolling in that way, actually you are, you're firing your prefrontal cortex, your brain up. And so it's not powering down at all. Quite the opposite. What you're doing is risking eventually burning out. So the first thing to say in terms of switching your computer off is developing a new relationship with your phone. And actually, when, so when I was out with my friend the other week, when I went to the bar, he, uh, when I came back, he said he resisted the urge to reach for his phone. He felt that impulse to reach for his phone and lurk and scroll, but he resisted it and then quickly settled into the moment, was just aware of his surroundings, and he found that to be an enjoyable experience. So that would be my first suggestion on this, is there are plenty of moments throughout the day when actually you'll feel an impulse to reach for your phone, just resist that and just be. So we need to find activities and ways to switch the brain off, allow it to power down. Now, there are some really obvious things. So for me, I love playing tennis. When I'm playing tennis, there is no past, there is no future. It's just what's taking place on court at the time. I love playing golf, the beautiful scenery, even if I'm bad, the chat with my mates and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that's a, a really nice way of switching the brain off. Uh, ringing friends, so connection and even better in person. So, for example, going out for a couple of drinks. My wife and I, if we go for dinner, we went for a dinner recently, a week or so ago, and there's this lovely new Japanese restaurant open uh, on our high street. We popped in there, not for a long dinner, but just for an hour and just chatted. And that was a lovely way to uh, allow the brain to sort of power down and not be thinking about our to-do lists and all that kind of stuff. And often, sometimes as well, what we'll do is is sit on the sofa and we like to watch something funny last thing at night. Uh, and I can talk about that in another one of these. But sometimes we'll just sit and we'll chat on the sofa. And that chatting, actually, that can be another way of of, of powering down that connection. My wife, Alex, she loves getting on the piano. And that enables her to be fully engrossed in the moment so she's not thinking about work or any other of that other stuff and her brain powers down so that's our family but there are a couple of other examples that spring to mind so laura masara who was the world's number one squash player she noticed that she was scrolling on her phone before matches and just realized it was doing her no favors was burning her cortex up so she invested in some coloring in books and would be coloring in pictures before matches and her brain would be disengaged through doing that so that when she came to being on court and needed to focus, it would power back up. Helen Glover, before one of her Olympic gold medals in rowing, rather than stressing herself out about the pressure and the expectation, they got into playing a board game. David Cotterill, the footballer who was at the Euros with Wales when they reached semifinals and he was really struggling, he used Lego as a way to get engaged or really engrossed in an, in an activity and that sort of active relaxation way that John Kerwin talked about. So there are lots of activities like that that anyone can do that don't involve scrolling through your phone that allow your brain to power down. There's also obviously, I think, just the benefit of being in nature. And a friend of mine, um, I remember I went to her house years back and her father was out in her garden on a, a sun lounger and it wasn't even at the height of summer. And he was just lying there. And I was sort of thinking, what on earth is he doing? Anyway, I've since found out he likes to do this most days if he can. And he'll just go out into the garden and he will be in his senses. So what he can, what he can feel, what he can hear, the birds, the wind, 
and just let his snow globe settle. And there's something really powerful about nature. And, and I remember speaking to someone actually from Mentimir who explained that one of the ideas behind the, the, the soothing power of nature. So when you get in amongst trees and woods and parks and that kind of thing, and it has a soothing effect on our nervous systems. And one of the theories is that because when we see green in that way, it reminds us of when we were on the savannah way back when that would signify that we were near a, a food or a drink source. And so our nervous system reacts accordingly. But there is as well, in my opinion, something else, which is the stillness that is inherent in nature, in trees, in plants, in flowers. And all of those things are living things, but they are the most still of all living things. And that stillness is very soothing to us because we have that stillness within ourselves it's in the background or underneath all the the thought stimulation and the emotions and the activities and all the things that are going on in on the surface of our lives behind it if you can get in touch with it actually there is a stillness and i think the stillness in us connects with the stillness in nature and that is part of the reason that nature is is so soothing and in terms of that stillness in the background brings me to meditation and jk is someone who meditation doesn't he feels it doesn't work for him now my take on meditation is that it's not necessarily about relaxing i do uh, mindfulness of breath meditation my wife does a mantra vedic meditation and it works really well for her she has some pretty funky experiences actually which i'm often a little bit envious of but for me the mindfulness of breath it's not about the mind being still but really it's about noticing that thoughts come and thoughts go and we have a propensity to go with them, but actually we can always just let them go. And that's what, what you're doing when you come back to your breath. Oh, there's a thought. I don't need to follow it. I don't need to, some of them are more sticky than others and I don't need to stay stuck to it. I can come back. And you realize that you are not the thought. You are the awareness that is aware of the thought. So to me, that is the benefit of, of mindfulness of breath meditation. And that awareness is the stillness that I mentioned in nature, in our own being as well. And then when you're in touch with the awareness and not lost in thought, you're then not lost in past and future. And another way to not be lost in thought is to come into our senses. So what can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? Because whenever you come into your senses, automatically you're bringing yourself into the present. Whereas thought by definition is about the future or about the past. And actually, if you want to go even one step further, and I'll talk about this in a future episode, is if you can become aware of the awareness itself. So being aware of the fact that you are aware. But a great place to start, as JK did, is by focusing on your senses in the shower. So next time you have a shower, just feel the hot water on your skin, feel the suds of shampoo as you lather it in your hair. And just for those few minutes, just keep coming back into your senses and the more you can really start to actually plan these moments into your day, the more you can power down your, your brain computer, much like when the IT department says, turn it off, turn it on again, and it will work better once you've restarted it. So that's it about switching your brain computer off, powering it down to give yourself a chance to avoid burning out and to stay thriving rather than just surviving.
Thanks very much for listening to this episode of Life Lessons Light. As I said, I have lost count of the number of times I've spoken to people about the concept of switching your computer off and on again. I think it has incredible value and I would be delighted to hear what you made of it. Do get in touch via social media. Instagram is the best platform at Simon Mundy or drop me a message via my website, simonmundy.com. I'd be delighted to hear what lessons from past episodes, any of my previous conversations you'd like me to explore too. Do get in touch and let me know. And just a reminder about my newsletter, which is out on Monday, Monday on a Monday. You can subscribe also on my website. But for now, that's it. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely weekend and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.